All right, so my guest today is James Poole. James is a man who's gone through a metamorphosis. He turned his life around by leaving alcoholism behind. James is also a child of an alcoholic parent. Now a life coach, James was able to use his experiences growing up to help people overcome their own traumas, anxieties, and insecurities by teaching them self-love and various ways to boost their own self-esteem. Check out my conversation with James Poole. I like saying that, James Poole, keeping it cool. All right, here we go. All right, we got James Poole, keeping it cool. Uh, a pool for love. That's how many, right. How many puns can I get out <laughs> in one? Thing? A lot. Swimming in the pool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a pool shark. Pool shark, right? The deep end of the pool. Oh, that's a good name for your book. Ooh. The deep end Ooh. of the pool. To write that down. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I'm just giving you your your your. Uh, introduction we got james pool right here james pool and you're my first life coach that i've had on this podcast so i'm kind of like excited to find out what that's like what that's all about you know what i mean because i've heard of life coaches you know what i mean a couple have approached me and said you know i think you need me <laughs> i kind of was insulted but <laughs> Like what? <laughs> so you can't you can't be recruiting people. You gotta let, let me come to you. <laughs> but I think it's one of those kind of jobs or things that's on the periphery that we kind of hear about, but we don't really know. So I just wanted you to kind of explain it to uh, my fan. Sorry, fans. <laughs> First, you know, thank you for. And uh, respectfully and honorly uh, for having me on your podcast. This is, uh, this is, I'm super grateful, super grateful. So uh, yeah, life coach. Uh, Where did it all start? Tell us. You know, I, I, let's, let's get real with it. I, I knew it as a, as you know, a young boy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's kind of where it started uh, in the you know, family dynamic of. What? You were life coaching as a kid? Right. Uh, <laughs> like, no, and, and I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. You know, you get, mm-hmm. you get you know, in those situations as a young boy and, you know, the families, you know, there was, there was some, there was some trauma there. And then, you know, there was areas that, that, you know, as a young boy, you try to make everybody smile. Right. And, and, and shout out to Jaleel because I used to do the Steve Urkel. I remember going way back and getting my family to laugh. And well, Jaleel and I, White, you mean? Yeah. You used to yeah, do yeah. the Urkel back in the day. And, and, and I used that when I was a kid to, to make my grandpa laugh and my mom and, and I started to understand that the importance of, of, of getting people to laugh and acknowledge. And so I kind of, that's where I kind of, I started as a young boy, you know, moved into the teen years and then just, just kind of always knew that I was there to be used by God to help others recognize mm-hmm. their confidence and their full potential. But that's the same path as a comedian. I mean, because, you know, comedians say that a lot, but like they start like Jim Carrey, all those guys, Louis Anderson were saying like they started to make their someone who they felt was in distress, a parent, a mom or a grandpa, that they started making them laugh first. And that was the healing that's in order to heal. And then from then it became like a modus operandi, like a, it became like they're part of their behavioral quirks. So then they 
you know, start making money off of it in comedy. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, I, that's, so I'm taking a class right now, a little side note. It's, it's called the artist way. I don't know if you ever heard of it, yes. but we're reading the book and, mm-hmm. and so, you know, going back to being funny and, and really kind of reaching back into the creative side, cause, cause through the teen years, it, it did get lost. That, that side did get lost. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, happened to, you know, take care of myself in a, in a way to, to keep myself going. So uh, I'm taking that class and I'm actually I'm, I'm moving back towards the funny side and, and really stepping into that. So. Oh, okay. What made you take the artist way and, uh, or decide that you need to harness to your creativity funny, funny, side? Absolutely. Funny and funny bone. No, uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I've relocated here in Las Vegas. And so uh, I'm super excited um, to be connecting with like-minded individuals. God's plan. And I'm not going to lie, you know, when you put out your vibrational frequency, he moves you and it just happens. And I met somebody and they said, hey, do you want to take a class? I was like, okay, mm. <laughs> what kind of class is this? So, right, right. This is a book. I said, let's do it. And, uh, you know, there, there's some obligation there. You know, we meet once a week and, and, and stuff. But, yeah. It's like a comedy, but it's artists, right? Not Artists. And, and artists so... Way you know, what kind of creativity do you have? And, 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 you know, finding that, that funny side again, letting that little boy come back up out of me and, mm-hmm. and really, and, and navigating and using that as a life coach, right. That's, the, that's a big skill getting people to laugh, getting people to understand that there's a lighter side of things, right. You know, we get so caught up in that day-to-day grind that sometimes we lose who we thought we were, or we don't identify with who we thought we were or mm-hmm. identifying with a new person. So yeah, I, I consider myself a laugh coach. You know, that's my version of life coaching. It's medicine. You know, it's been proven. Uh, it's been proven. It, it, it allows those good feelings to come into you. The more you laugh, the more you enjoy and the more joy fills you up. Right? Is it cortisol? What is what's absolutely. It cortisol, yeah. Absolutely. Serotonin, all, all of the good feeling streams of energy mm. that would flow through you so i dated i dated a sister named serotonin get out of here no i'm kidding that's <laughs> i love it i love it that was good right right that was beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> it just sounds like a black girl's name serotonin <laughs> serotonin girl what you doing what you doing what you working with right <laughs> um yeah so sorry i <laughs> Yeah, no, keep, you're good. Let's do life, that. So, so wait, so you're saying that um, you noticed the, that's what drew you into life, like you sort of a, a, a practicing life coach in a way as a kid, because you were trying to heal your family by making them laugh, making them all feel good. And is that what life coaches do? They well, try to know, get people on path, make them feel good. It's about you making yourself feel good, right? It's about you acknowledging who you are and and it really is a sense of of turning inward and so you you help them recognize uh who they identify with you know you uh you basically are somebody that's there for them Uh, it's different than a counselor because it's Mm -hmm. guiding through a path of spirituality and creating Mm -hmm. oneness right and and knowing that we're all going through certain things we all have the same feelings we all have the same laughter you know we all have the same all these things going through us and it's just it's it's just really being there for somebody right you know we all 
we all think, Hey, we got it. You know, we could do it on our own, but you know, there's always room for improvement. So uh, realizing that my life has stemmed all the way back as a child and dealing with trauma, dealing with, you know, different things with marriages, relationships, children. I have six children. Oh, wow. Um, That's pretty cool. Right. So, I mean, you know, all it, it, it's all aspects of life. Right. Mm. So how many, think, uh, sorry, I was just curious. How many sisters and brothers did you have growing up? You know, I had one sister. And she was 11 years younger than me. And she was born, I was already 11 years old. She didn't really get to, things had changed the dynamic of my mother. Um, and so she got to experience the side of my mother's. Like what, nicer? Yes, my mother, she gave up alcohol um, at that time. Um, when I was in that, uh, you know, young to 11 years old, there was, there was much alcohol and that was pretty much what was taught to um, medicate yourself or deal with your emotions uh, was turning to um, alcohol or um, drug abuse or things like that. So um, my mm. sister and I were not too close. Um, you know, we're, there's still a pretty good gap there. But, you know, being alone as a child, that was, uh, you know, having to navigate those emotions and mm. uh, um, and you know, it was, it was tough, but so the, like, what era was this? You said back then, uh, oh, alcohol was, cause it's still kind of used now to numb it, the... it is. And, uh, you know, and, and that, that's another piece of life coaching is, is to understand that there's other methods, right? There's other methods that we can use, whether it's, mm-hmm. it's laughter, uh, breath work, uh, ice cold uh, immersion, right? Ice cold bass. I take an ice cold shower every day. So let me, let me just put this out there, Raw. Mm-hmm. You know, being a life coach, we're, you know, we're still working on ourselves every day. And I think that gives, you know, gives the person that you're working with a sense of uh, a sense of urgency, a sense of security that, hey, whoa, you know, it's it's a daily progress. We're working on things every day, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, we just don't stop. We just keep keep moving. And it's, so it's bringing those tools to light. So, um, does it have to always come from trauma? Because you said the like a lot of life coaches or psychologists talk about. You know, they they seem the joke is a lot of psychologists are more screwed up than their patients. Absolutely, and, and, and I I hate to say that, and I don't like to say that about anybody, but but. But it's true sometimes, you know, you, you, you know, we one one trauma can't be more than another or the way that somebody feels is, is can't be more than. Right. So um, I'm working mm-hmm. with a couple CEOs right now and 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 they didn't have trauma as a child. But but as they got older, you know, with all the things that are going on in life, mm-hmm. right, things have kind of arisen up in them. And so it doesn't always have to be the trauma. Right. Uh, that was that was a. Uh, that was, you know, something that I had to deal with as a child. And, and I don't wish that on anybody, but right. it's all aspects. It's all aspects. Right. And it's mm-hmm. all uh, it's all love. And that's what it really stems down to. It's about sharing love. I got a question. So since you dealt with alcoholism growing up when your mom, uh... she passed on. She, oh, she, okay. she, yeah, she she's she's uh, I see her when I meditate. I see her when I'm praying. She, she's with me. She's with me. That's it's yeah. good. Yes um two well now it draws another question but one is um so uh since you dealt with alcoholism um as you know as a kid and stuff like that do you 
are you find you able to coach people who are who have gone through the same thing is, is it better or is it giving you more insight or i've been sober uh it'll, this november will be 10 years 10 years oh wow. this is happening all over all over the world right now right mm. you're, you're getting generational um conflicts of pain and and it's passed down it's passed mm. down wrong. and you know i i i I know we want to try to keep it light, but, you know, going deep with that, it's happening all over and, and it's been taught for generations. And so that's what was taught to me. And um, so I've been sober for nine years and absolutely, I use that as, I use that as a big fuel driver for myself. Um, yeah. You know, how many people do we meet, you know, daily that, you know, Hey, I've been sober X amount mm. of years driving, you know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah, yeah. that's, um, that's a big deal right now. That's, it's, it's a big coping mechanism for, mm -hmm. for a lot of us. And, uh, so, so navigating that area, absolutely, absolutely, wow. you know, realizing, you know, that there's other ways that we can feel a sensation of, you know, <clears throat> letting go. Well, two things. One, you don't have to keep it light. You, you do whatever you feel. All right. I, you know, I, I like the conversations to be free wherever it goes, it goes, you know what I mean? Oh, as long as we're being honest and truthful in the moment. Mm -hmm. That's the most important the other question I wanted to ask is that did you when your mom passed, I mean, before she passed and you, and you said you had a lot of trauma as a, a, a kid, did you were you able to make peace with her before she left? Wow. Before I didn't even know it. I didn't even know that I was making peace with my mother. I, w I got to baptize my own mother. What do you mean? Lit so literally? Literally, literally through the oh. church and, and through the grace of God and, you know, through prayer. And um, I, I, you know, I had met the Lord in my early 20s and my mom. She was How is so he, by the way, the Lord? I'm kidding. <laughs> Phenomenal, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. He's everything that we, we, we can imagine. Right? He's all around us. God Tell him I said, what's up? God is all around us, man. What's up? And, Go ahead, so that was an opportunity. That was a great opportunity for me, not only to say, you know, I forgive you, mom. I love you. But mm -hmm. it, it just, it worked out that way. I was able to baptize uh, my own mom, I, you know, and, and, and it really was, uh, it really was a me forgiving her and, you know, my grandparents and because they didn't know. And, 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 you know, I thought that that was the time that I actually forgave, but it wasn't until, it wasn't until probably four years ago that I actually went deep inside and I said, you know, mom, I love you. Um, so absolutely raw. Absolutely. We have to, we have to come from a deep sense of love and, and allow that to come up, right? Forgiveness is the most, one of the most important pieces to that medicine. So. Wow. Yeah. Is that what you, and you also, I'm sure, add that to your life coaching. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's all about testimony and, and telling a story and, and sharing with others and, and inspiring people that, you know, you can, you can come from any walk of life and you can do anything and you can, you can move and navigate in a positive vibration. It's all about vibrational frequency. It really is. And that's what I truly believe that. I truly believe that. So now, well, I mean, two things again, <laughs> I keep saying that, you know, you're talking about uh, forgiveness. Mm. And finding God and that, uh, what are we talking about here? Are we talking about as far as religion wise? You know, 
you know, in my early twenties, I was, I was still pretty lost. Uh, mm. you know, I realized that, you know, on my path to, to being a life coach, I was still in an area that was still pretty broken. I never went inward, right. I never went inward and I never really loved myself. It wasn't up until about five years ago that I really started to love myself. So I, I had tried religion, you know, based Christianity. And I thought that that was, that was, that was my way. And that was, I was going to get healed. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, but it, that was just a, a, a portion of it. Right. And, 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 and if it works for somebody and that's, that's a navigational pool, then, then so be it. Right. But, it, but I was so broken that, that, that I wasn't accepting what was the love and, and to love myself. That was the most important thing. Um, and so as I moved into my early, you know, my early late twenties and then into my thirties, I was still pretty lost. I was still self-medicating with the alcohol. I was smoking the marijuana. I was, you know, still trying to figure out life, right. Still trying to, you know, raising my children, always trying to be happy and loving, but never really loving myself, never truly loving myself and forgiving myself, right. For, for things that I had done or experienced, right. Mm. Right now, I, I, I'm leading with love and guidance, and I know God is all around me. He's, he's in the nature, he's in my plants, he's in the water that I drink. You know, he's all around us. And, and I think he's speaking it to us right now in, a, in a, a spiritual way. He wants us to turn inward and love ourselves unconditionally. So. Well, but what dogma are you talking about? So you're saying not, it's not Christianity, it's just... Uh, it was God. Christianity back then, yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. It's Christianity. What is it now? You know, I, you know, I always, uh, I still believe in the Lord. I still believe in Jesus, you know, right, I, right. you know, and uh, being in prayer and meditation and, and, you know, because, you know, as a life coach, we have to come in on different levels, right? We can't, you know, my beliefs and my identity is mine. It's, it's allowing one person, you know, through the oneness, our hearts are one, right? Our souls are one. We're all connected mm-hmm. here. And, you know, Ram Das said one time, you know, we're all here to lead each other uh, with love and kindness and to keep, you know, we're, we're supposed to help each other. We're supposed to be teaching each other. Yeah. It's supposed to. And, it, and it's and it's it's prudent really right now. We really should be sharing, you know, with with, with whoever we we come across. Right. Well, I mean, one of the things you said uh, hit home because it's what I'm uh, attempting to do with the podcast. You said it's uh, you said something about um testify or testimony you said testimony and telling this telling your story and telling it it's the reason why i invite variations of people on the podcast from a truck driver to a you know movie star because i think people getting to tell their story not just what they do you know but who they are and how their their version of how they're seeing the world I think once we hear these stories, we go, oh, wow, that guy's like me or I've been through that. Or you, you, you realize that we're all not as different as we think. And that's what it is. We're all we're all going through the same things. We, you know, whether or not our childhoods were the same or they were different, but the same here. Right. The same feelings, the same emotions, the you know, stacking it on top of each other, right? It mm. is it's true. So, oh, wow, I experienced that. Just for example, my artist way class the other night, right? You know, it's a group of 10 people, right? And I was the only male. <laughs> mm-hmm. In that setting, raw, 
one would we, one of us would say something. I was like, oh, wow, yeah, I, I can relate to that. Like, mm. well, about journaling or, you know, just, you know, there's, we got to take ourselves on a date, you know, kind of thing. But we're all going through some of the same feelings and the same emotions. You're not single, so that doesn't sound as ideal as it sounds to me. <laughs> when you say you're the only guy. <laughs> let, me, let me touch on that. <laughs> I went to a sound bath three weeks ago uh, here in Las Vegas. And there was probably 65 women and like three guys. I was so touched by this hour and a half of this sound bath. I don't know if you know what sound, they're big bowls and they're harmonic frequencies, right? And so you're, because we're made of water and, and, it, and it really balances out our chakras. So the sound bathes over you, sort of? Absolutely, absolutely. Mm, Very powerful. You. And uh, when I left there, it wasn't until a couple of days after that, that, that all of that, that divine feminine energy, like I, it, it attached to me. I mean, I, I fully sucked it all in. And, and mm. it, was, it was then that I realized the power of the divine female and the way that women are and like being the warrior yet. Right. We're mm. men, right. We're, you know, but we have to let the ego go. Right. We have to let our ego kind of draw down so that we can really fully immerse in the love anyways so so that was the first experience and then now my class with the artist way and then again i'm full it's full of women and and i have a couple of clients that i'm working with right, right now that are women and and it it truly 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 it truly stems to accepting the divine feminine power and and allowing that to flow so i'm super excited right i am married right so it's right, not right. It's, yeah you're not getting numbers right <laughs> and it's and it's, it's it's almost like i'm being put in these situations um to experience the vulnerability of of being a masculine male i always feel like you know if i go to yoga or something like that feel good when it's mostly women not like i'm hitting on them it just feels oh. it's so almost like a refreshing uh shift you know from being around dudes all the time <laughs> i mean you got the masculine side right and that's fine you, you know we can have that warrior masculine but we really have to let our ego go and uh mm. that's where that, that's where that healing begins so it's <clears throat> okay i got a couple of questions uh, as far as like layman's terms for me sure a couple of, a couple of things you said so when you say stuff like you, earlier you said you know um it's all vibration Right. It's all about the vibration. And then just now you said you a couple of times you said, you know, uh, the, uh, embrace the divine feminine or you it's all about letting go your ego in layman's terms. Like if I how would you I live in California, so that's like regular language, sure. <laughs> you know, here. But absolutely. absolutely. How, what does it exactly mean? For well, Let's start with vibrational frequency. Right. I, I've kind of touched base on that. Let's let's break that down. We are made of water and, and, and water flows through us <clears throat> all the way down to the cellular level, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so us being a vibrational frequency, when I say that, what you're putting out into the universe, what, you're, what you're, your thought process that you're putting out, everything goes out. Everything goes out, right? It's just like, a, mm -hmm. like, a, like we're a speaker, right? And so I'm, I'm, whatever I'm speaking out into the world, is what's kind of coming right back at me 
Okay. Mm. And I say kind of because, because I want to use that lightly. So what we put out into the world, it comes right back to us. So like cause and effect would be Absolutely. another way to explain we it. We want to put joy, love, you know, kindness. We want to put those things out into the universe because we want them to come right back to us. Right. Well, one would say, well, I'm not, I'm not uh, putting bad things out there, but are you truly though? Cause even our thought process, right. Our thought process and what we thinking, what we're thinking daily, mm -hmm. it can either bring in negative energy to us. And so that's what I mean by vibrational frequency. You gotcha. know, a lot of the youngers right now, you know, the younger kids are using terms like vibes and that's what they mean. That's what they mean. They're, they're saying vibes because it is, we're all energy. It's all energy. I mean, you know, I'm from the the Caribbean, so like Jamaicans, everybody's like, yeah, man, man, have a good vibe, you know, or even positive Rastaman vibration, you know, Bob Marley. So it's something that's been used, even the Beach Boys. I'm thinking a good vibration, you know, I don't want to get in trouble for Singing, singing that song <laughs> and a lot of people uh, a lot of people realize it so that's what vibrational frequency is what are, Got we, putting you. Out? What are we putting out into the universe right right what kind of energy you, you're giving uh, out you're navigating with right and then that's true like like for instance i was talking to i did a podcast with the police and um not not the band like the real police <laughs> <laughs> but you remember, you remember. <laughs> those are not the one that's in trouble with black people <laughs> no but uh no but the, i was i was have with lapd it was and they were and we were talking about that like when you get stopped like if you're just like what do you stop me for when you do stuff like that it immediately puts everybody in that Everyone gets caught up into the funky energy that you're giving off. And then it then they re also reciprocate with that same level of energy. So what's the first thing that you notice on somebody when you look at somebody? The smile, right? That's your that's your language. That's your that's your forefront. You know, that automatically, if an officer get pulled me over, I I'm sure, right? You're telling somebody. <laughs> Hey man, smile. smile, man, smile, right? Yeah. And it's true. It's true. It's 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 a vibrational frequency. So that that's totally related. I could imagine being a police officer, you know, out in LA and you pull up to a car, right? And the guy's like, bro, you yeah. know. Yeah, because they're worried about who right? they pulled over to, I guess. You know, you could be they can feel on the they run. Can be, absolutely. They feel that. So yeah, and that's, I got you. So that, that's what a vibrational frequency is. Absolutely. Gotcha. What about when you say like, okay, uh, when you tell when you say, you know, it's all about the ego and get rid of the ego. Now we, we understand that in psychological terms, but I feel Absolutely. like nowadays it's used, it's a little more expanded, you know, when people, it's you also know, Eastern philosophy mixed in, you know? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So for me, for a long period of time, and I'm going to speak for me. Okay. And because gotcha. the other men are different and, you know, even women, you know, we have egos and, well, I can do this and I can do this, but I'm going to speak for me. Just for a you. Long period, yeah. Well, for a lot of people, I'm sure they can relate. I mean, you know, for a long time, I was, I was driven by a factor that I was able to, uh, I didn't need any help. I didn't need to be vulnerable. I didn't oh, need I to be emotional. I didn't need, you know, I, I don't need counseling. I don't need, you know, this, I don't need. So it's, it's like a wall and it really is. It, 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 you know, in layman's, it's it's like a wall. Your ego is 
you know, but you got to have a little bit of it, right? So we don't want to let all of it go because we want to still have a little bit of it, right? Because it does give us some, you know, it gives a little bit of edge, confidence in life sometimes, right? But we, for the most part, you want to kind of let it go to be able to accept other things in, right? So for me, letting go of my ego, it allowed me to love myself more. You know, that's, that's no, I got you. for me. Well, it, it's, con- it's convoluted in a way because when people say ego, it sounds like they're like the way you describe it, it sounds like you're talking about pride. Mm. And as sometimes I think of egos, id, the id, the personality, the persona that you've created. And so that's why it's sort of a muddy, murky thing. But when you say, oh, you got to get rid of ego. But a lot of times it's like you have too much pride and you're like, oh, I don't want to be seen as not knowing what I'm doing or I don't want to ever be wrong. Or that all sounds prideful, like which is which is sometimes in the Bible. They're like, that's a no, no, you know, no, no, right. You don't want to do that. So I kind of like it. So I kind of like I think ego uh, it's a very fine line of how we describe it. So I think I always get confused when people say that right. the ego, get rid of your ego. Cause you, you it's hard to get rid of your persona. Right. I mean, you could shift it, but you have to shift it. Exactly. That's a key right there. You just said you mm. have to shift it. You have to be able to shift and, and, and really step into a new, a new beginning of yourself. Right. It, it, Got it's you. like being it, re, it, reborn. Um, into uh, you know identifying with a, a different a different character in a sense. So adaptability, like because it's like evolution, as uh, everything is immersion, everything evolves, everything, everything. keeps moving. And so when we get inf- new information that'll help us grow, is to not because the thing is we stick to the same thing over and over, and but yet we want something different out of life. Yes. And so, well, the same thing that we've been sticking to doesn't help us. Yeah, what is what is that Einstein quote? You you can't. Um, I always I was I always I, I always muffle this up. Basically, you can't move in a different direction if you're staying in the same state of right. of mind. Right? I mean, you can't solve a problem with the same type of um, uh, the same type of behavior that caused the problem. Absolutely. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. That right there says it all. And it is, it's a state, it's a state. What state are we in? You know, and that's, Mm -hmm. you know, where the life coaching aspect comes into that piece to wrap back around. It Mm -hmm. is, it's it's acknowledging who you are and and what state of mind are you in? Right. You know, whether you have health issues, whether you got, I can't stop thinking about this. You have to rewrite, you know, you have to rewire. Anxiety. Oh, it's a heavy one right now. How many of my clients are I got anxiety. I don't know what to do. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's go into some breath work. <laughs> let's, mm. let's get, let's get you centered first. Let's calm the anatomic nervous system. Let's, let's bring it down. Right. You have to, you have to calm yourself down because it's, it's, it's everywhere right now. It's on the media. It's on the, you know, and you can pick up your phone right now and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And it's, <clears throat> it, excuse me. It is. It's everywhere. Anxiety right now. <laughs> Aren't we all a uh, sort of a lot of, more of us are going through anxiety than we think are going through it we're like uh planet anxiety there was a point in my life raw i'm gonna be honest with everybody out there i couldn't even drive by myself i couldn't even be alone so i know anxiety i i I met that i met that head on and uh you know with tools that i offer and uh just 
you know, love and guidance. You know? What is one of the samples of ways you help people deal with anxiety? You know, one of the, one of the biggest things uh, is breath work. It is. And there's been, there's been a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of talk and, you know, that you, you know, coming in, but it is an ancient practice. It's, it's ancient, right? There, there's, there's, you have, you know, Western, you know, you have, you know, breath work right now uh, in Europe is, is just, you know, I have, I have contacts over there that I work with mm-hmm. and uh, it is, it's, it's, and, and they're, they're teaching it to young children now. They're teaching and it. Wim Hof, the Wim Hof guy. Wim he? Hof, um, he was kind of, you know, one of the, you know, one of the 20th century leaders and uh, he, he really, uh, you know, I, I thank him every day. I, I, because that was the first experience that I had with breath work. And uh, that was, mm. and that was one of the tools that I, I grabbed and uh, I'm going right back to the breath every time raw, you know, as, as a baby, if you look at a, a, I don't know if you have children, but when they were babies, when my, you know, they, they breathe with their whole body, they breathe with their, right, whole right. Body. it's not until seven, eight years old that they don't, they, they, they stop breathing correctly. They don't breathe with their whole body. They start, you know, we're, our mouth is closed or, or we breathe through our mouth constantly, which, which just puts us in a sympathetic, you know, state of fright, you know, flight, you know, the frontal area. Um, so that's one of the biggest tools that I use. Um, so anxiety. Absolutely. Go to the breath. Always return to the breath. Hmm. And so bad breath is not good for. You know, it's really not. Um, <laughs> it's bad, not bad breath is really not that'll right? cause some anxiety that'll cause some anxiety <laughs> oh man, no, no, no. man. how does a life coach get clients what's you the know, process right? you know I obviously I use my, my platforms, um, social media, you know, they are tools um, and you can either suck, you know, things out of it that are not necessarily, you know, not necessary for you, or you can use, you know, our, our social platform platforms for, you know, helping and sharing. So I, I believe it's a tool word, word of mouth right now. And uh, once again, I'm just letting the energy flow. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to force anything and, you know, like, Hey, you need, you know, you might, you know, you could benefit, you know, I offer, you know, love and compassion. And so I come in a way of frequency that is just natural and I just mm-hmm. let it flow. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen. It doesn't. So you're saying people kind of find you like organically. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a vibrational frequency. So what I'm putting out there, it's going to come right back to me, Raw. And, and helping people understand that, that we all have that ability. We have the ability to be abundant, right? We all have that. We have the ability to to really love ourselves truly. And uh, so I'm, I'm for right now, it's just uh, word of mouth and it's just, uh, I'm just letting it flow. You know, I'm being in every moment, um, being present. So that's one of the big key. Mm. That's one of the things a lot of Eastern philosophers or people who meditation and all that stuff, that's one of the things that's key that they say, uh, being present, being now. Mm. Mm. Just saying that, just when you spoke those words out. I just received mm-hmm. that. So, I mean, that's, it is, it, you can go deep with it, you know, or we can. Hey know, man, can, I'm finding enlightenment through comedy. Like I, I know that the uh, comedy is one of those things when people are laughing and I've, I've seen like a bunch of hell's angels laughing in a crowd. And it's like, at that moment, they're not thinking the N word. 
<laughs> or whatever you or whatever oh i'm not projecting some idea onto them of who i think they are it's like we're just sharing this thing and when you laugh you're immediately in the moment right now in the yeah. moment so there's four attributes right so mm-hmm. you have a warrior you have a lover mm-hmm. you have a magician and you have your sovereignty which is like your king or your queen mm-hmm. right so i help people recognize on their body to get all of those to flow together so your laughter that's the magician side that's that's getting people to understand that there's there's more out there the magic of life right yeah it's yeah beautiful that's so beautiful actually <laughs> i came out here i did my first uh stand up um at uh wise guys out here and uh, i think i did all right right i made people laugh but you only get two minutes and you know it's just kind of uh but, but I'm definitely leaning back into it being more on the comedy side. Yeah. Comedy. That's the most beautiful. That's one of the most beautiful things. So that's beautiful. Yeah. I think, I think when you, I think it's like, and I remember being a kid and when you just lived in the moment as a kid without knowing what that meant, you just did it. And, and sometimes you were serious. Sometimes you were funny. You know what I mean? It was, you were all over the place. And I think that's, that's always the best way for me because sometimes people come on the podcast and they go, oh, this guy is going to I got to be funny on here. I'm like, no, if you if if we cry all the way through, that's fine. You know, as long as we let it out, you know. So, yeah, that's it's, what it's, drew me to you. So I love what's, it. What's that? That's what drew me to you. you honesty, just the, the passion for life to understanding that everybody goes through. Everybody's got all their own stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 So you find that things are a lot of. um Wow, what is synchronistic with you? Like the you because you said that's what drew you to me. Like, is that how you find your clients? Is that how you that's how I navigate right now, Raw? Synchronicities. I, I navigate, absolutely. I, I navigate from a place of of love and compassion. And you know, being <clears throat> being in a state, excuse me, being in a state of forgiveness for yourself allows mm-hmm. open allows other doors to open up. Right. Mm-hmm. And allows a law of attraction. It is the law of attraction, the law of earth. Right. There is a there is a, a sovereignty law of the earth, you know, the nature, the way that water flows, the way that the mountains are, the way that the ground is, you know, all that is is energy. And 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 they are just present. They are. And they, everything is is just to be. So absolutely. Synchronicity, you know, frequency wave. I, that, that's kind of how I'm navigating right now. And that's my state of mind. Right. Don't get me wrong. You got to put in the work, right? You got to, you got to put in the work. It's every day, you know, yeah. and what I speak of, I, I want the listeners to understand that, you know, this is work that, that takes place every day. This is, this is to get to that state of, of joy abundantly like that. Yeah. You have to put in the work. You got it. You got it. And, and, but don't get discouraged. I want the listeners to understand it. You know, whether it's, you want to do comedy, whether you want to be an actor, whether you want to be a life coach or whether you, Whatever you want to do, a NASCAR driver. You want to be a NASCAR driver. You want to be a painter. You have to be in the moment and allow the process to take place. You said NASCAR. NASCAR. One of them. Oh, models, okay. You, know, you get in the car and you, you're doing 100 miles an hour. <laughs> no, no. I heard NASCAR driver. <laughs> I was like, wait, what is that? <laughs> yeah. You're driving with your butt. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, and that's what it is. That's what it is. So, what does it take to be a a life coach, would you say, if you could summarize? That's a good question, Raw. You know, what does it take? It takes love. It takes takes the ability to be in somebody else's 
frequency or somebody else's moment, right? Being in that moment with somebody else. That's what we all want. We don't want no fakeness. We don't want no fake news. We don't want no fake. We want real. We want real. And so you have to be real with yourself, most importantly, to be able mm. to be real with other humans. So I won't I won't get into your uh, exact business, but is is it expensive to get to get life? Is it the same pricing like like a psychologist or a therapy? Well, it, you know, in a sense, um, you know. I allow that to navigate on, on the person's needs, right? And, and what they want, what they want out of life. And um, it, it, it can be, but it also can be, you know, not so expensive. It just, it just depends on what the needs are of the person that is seeking that, right? Um, Tim Grover was a life coach for Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. And we're talking years. Um, wow. You know, this is, you know, being a life coach is, is picking up the phone at two in the morning if I have to, right? You, if, wow. you call me, right? You're having an anxiety moment or something, you know, or something's going on, right? You know, I'm on call for that. It, it's a little different than a psychologist, right? Mm. A life coach is, is, is there for all aspects. So, um, Damn, sounds like I've been a life coach to every girlfriend I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you know it or not, yeah. uh, pick up the phone that she's going through it. <laughs> what you want, babe? Two o'clock in the morning. Oh, man. <laughs> Take them to the airport. That's uh, funny. I love that. <laughs> so that you know, it just depends. It just depends. Um, it really does. It, uh, the needs of the client and 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 what they're wanting, their expectations for you know, um, out of sessions or you know, daily, daily chats. So yeah. I got a question. This is, this is more like for people who are thinking of becoming a life coach. And that's like, uh, how do you get past the imposter syndrome? Because, because a life coach is like this, the name of it sounds so grandiose, you know what I mean? So I think a lot of people in their heads when they, if, even if you kind of have a natural propensity for this, you're like, yeah, but who am I? I think I could be a life coach. You know, how do you get past that? I think everybody right now is dealing with that in all aspects. You got to bring in affirmations of goodness and you have to continually tell yourself, whether it's being a life coach or whether it's you know, doing all aspects, I would recommend starting with a journal. And I would like you to, you know, the guests or the listeners, if somebody really wants to be a life coach is start writing down affirmations about yourself. You have to build that sense of confidence you know, and that's what we talked about earlier about the ego and the pride or the connection, right? Or the, the muddy water a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Letting all that go and, and letting the disbelief and the self-doubt go, right? Everybody's, everybody's having fearful thoughts. Everybody has self-doubt, imposter syndrome. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough to sit with Raw and have a, have a decent, loving, fun conversation, right? You have to let that go. So I would recommend getting a journal, a piece of paper, and start writing good things about yourself, right? Start writing it down. I am smart. I am healthy. I am beautiful. And you have to begin that process. And it is, it's baby steps that compound. And it does, it gives you that sense of confidence to where you can step outside being comfortable in uncomfortable situations, right? Hearing emotions from somebody, hearing deep thoughts of connection that are lost or trauma. You have to build yourself up, Rob. And that's with anything, right? That's, that's going to be one of my big pointers today for, for the listeners is, is, is to start with a journal. Start writing first thing in the morning when you get up, even if it's just a couple paragraphs or a couple words, 
hey, you did good yesterday, or, you know, uh, you slept well, or, you know, something that brings a sense of a little bit of joy. Oh, to say something uh, sort of positive about yourself or about your journey? To start to build that sense of of confidence. And And what does that, uh, what is, what does that do for you, you think? Affirmations and writing, uh, you know, I am, oh, gives me such strength. Mm. It gave me, it's given me so much strength raw that I, I didn't know that I had strength in certain areas. I didn't know that I had strength in certain areas. It, it brings open a, a whole nother door um, that gives you, that gives you a sense of confidence. It really does. I am grateful for my, the universe. I'm grateful for the stars. You know, I am. So when you put the I am, that's, then you can go into, that's a whole nother uh, tool that I, that I recommend is I am, you know, I am great. I am funny. I am love. I am light. I am. I am, I am, right? We don't want to, we want to, we want to set it in concrete. And it, it is so powerful. It is that powerful. You know, it's funny because I have a theory. I have a lot of theories about certain things in life. No, just to myself, I don't tell, tell anyone, <laughs> but a lot of people didn't like hip hop or rap in the beginning, you know, and, but there's some of the richest uh, business moguls out there and really? like multifaceted now they're expanded into other areas but I believe my sort of uh, hypothesis is that they are it's a if you really listen to a lot of it it's very braggadocious it's very I am this and I'm that there's a lot of fake it till you make it and I feel like there's something to that I was watching this documentary with Kanye and he's saying before he even He's like 19 years old. He's like, yeah, I just want people to know I'm going to be I'm going to be the greatest. I'm going to be one of the best out there. I'm going to do it. They don't even he's so confident. Right. And the thing is, it's like he says, I know I'm not the best rapper. I know I'm not the best at this. I know I'm I'm not a gangster. I, I, you know, middle class. But he goes, but people want. But I know that I'm dope and they want something different. And I was like. And, and sometimes we get discouraged to say stuff about ourselves like that. We don't be a braggart or don't do this. And what you say is what you display, you know? And I think it's like saying, like, I'm a multi- Jay-Z saying, I'm going to be the greatest. I'm a multimillionaire. Right. And then suddenly he's a multimillionaire. I don't th- I think there's got to be something them, to that. And the difference between them, Raw, and the difference between uh, us uh, it, and, and if we're not doing it, it is, it is building yourself up. It really, mm-hmm. we're living, we living in a day and age where we need to get past. Well, it's not okay to think about yourself. It's not okay to, uh, you know, love yourself in that way. No, we need to get past that culture for, for a long time. You know, think about everybody else before you think about yourself. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've done that for a lot of years and that didn't work. That didn't work. I have to start thinking about myself and mm-hmm. it starts with I am. The words after I am, it may be a lie or it may not be true right now, but you know what? That's okay because it, it will shift and it will become true. It will become who you are. If I am, if I am grateful, I, I, you know, I am wealthy or I am abundant or I am love or I am compassionate. It's going to come true. It's going to come true because you're programming your mind. Your frequency is going out. I am abundant. I am grateful, right? It's a food, mm-hmm. it's an energy and they understand it. I am Halle Berry's husband. Ooh, there it is, Ron. Coming. I'm gonna say that a couple of times. No, no, I've got be careful what you wish for. 
love that. You know, there's a lot of people that roll their eyes, you know, sometimes when they hear life coach, because it's such a new thing. And how do you navigate through that? Like, oh, a life coach, you know, like, are you with a whistle? You know, more meditation, you know, (laughs) drop and give me breath work, you know. (laughs) know, With with everything that we do, there's always going to be there's always going to be something that may be said that, that, uh, you know, we can either take it in or we, we don't take it in. And so if somebody, you know, when, when you say that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not about, I guess, actions speak louder. Mm-hmm. And when I'm doing the work daily, mm-hmm. that, that, that says it all. And, and, and that's what it stems down to. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, reading from a script. I, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I start my morning with four rounds of breath. I, I, I brush my te- teeth. I drink my water. I, you know what I mean? So I'm, I, you know, as a life coach, you know, my actions speak for themselves and, and putting that work in daily. So it's not, you know, it's, it's, and it's, it, it can be whatever the client wants it to be. If, if they need somebody that wants a whistle and let's, you know, let's go. Cause there's the warrior mm. person really wants somebody that sovereignty. That's just, love in the moment let's go there right and if it's somebody that wants funny let's go there who are the people that call you the most what do you say your clients who do they tend to be male probably mostly guys i see more um of the divine female putting in a lot of work out there right now you know with the sound baths the meditation the praying the prayer I see a lot of that right now. And it's probably been happening that way for a long time. And I do have males that, that call me up and they want a little more of the masculine side, which is cool. Let's go. But for the most part right now, it is uh, the divine feminine power. They, they, you know, and, and, and showing them that being vulnerable in a masculine sense is okay. It opens up mm-hmm. a door for healing. It opens up a door uh, for them to feel comfortable. Right. And uh, so all aspects of life, let's go. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, have a, I have a one question is like, you know, you said listening and three o'clock in the morning. Call. How is how is a life coaching different from being like a good friend? Mm, right. How do you uh, how do you navigate that a little bit? You know, being friends and loving everybody. That's important to me. That, that's that's one of the biggest things out there. Um, it's an exchange of energy. Right. So, you know, having a friendship with somebody. You know, there's always two sides, Bob. You know, I have always believed, and I taught my children this, that there's takers in the world and there's givers. Mm. Right? So there has to be some, you know, in a life coach experience, having a client, there has to be an exchange of energy, right? There has to be an exchange of something. One can't sit on the other side and, and, and you know, uh, pull from me so much that, that it just kind of leaves me empty on the other side, right? So is that a friendship or is that, is that, one-way ticket to, to, to your freedom. So, so there has to be an exchange, right? There has to be an exchange of, 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 of something so that that line doesn't really necessarily stay. It, there is gray areas there a little bit as well. I understand that. So, but. yeah. Cause there's a couple of my friends I want to charge for coaching. Them through life. <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> You know, how do you navigate that, right? <laughs> I'm going to start writing you a bill once a month. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Oh man, this is amazing. This is a that you uh thanks for talking to me. This is great. Absolutely. You know, this is awesome. I I where do you see this going? I mean, I I kind of have a double question here because yeah. one where do you see it going and why? Cuz it's a profession that's blowing up, right? Like uh, and by that means urban vernacular meaning it's increasing. Um but why is that why is the world the world needs a life coach right now <laughs> like like you know what i mean and humanity needs a life coach life coach but also it's such a thing that's a lot of people are seeking this out and why do you think that is more than ever i think there's been a lot that everybody has gone through in the last couple of years and there's been a lot of fear and there's been a lot of you know reality that has kind of hit people and I think it's happening more now than ever that, that people are understanding that, 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 that there's other ways to heal. There's other ways to navigate. There's other ways, you know, instead of the traditional uh, Western way of doing things, it's time to integrate other ways to spiritually heal. Let's get back to um, the spiritual warriors, our ancestors that were praying for us hundreds of years ago. We're a manifestation and we're the energy of what they were speaking of, of truth and light and guidance and all that. Let's get back to the, let's get back to the basics. Because you think it's gotten so, so many trimmings on life now. It's gotten so convoluted. You're like, what? Like I noticed we all did that during the pandemic. Like, wait, what am I working for? No, you got, you know, now people can work from home, you know, Hey, you know, getting up in the morning, it's a different game. It's just, we've shifted into a different, it's a different reality. And keeping up with the Joneses, it's like it's got to be one of the toughest things. You, If I become a corporate lawyer, then I'll be a good boy and I'll be making a lot of money. And then you do all that. And then you're like, wait, I'm still not happy. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where I see this going. I see this going. I see this. I've, I've been I've been wanting this for years and it's it, 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 it's going to grow super fast. Rob. And, and I just, you know, I was praying and meditating yesterday and, it, and, and it's going to move fast. And so I have to adapt and I have to make sure that I'm taking care of myself most importantly, right? To be able to, to handle that energy exchange, to be handling, you know, being in a safe space for others. And, mm -hmm. and I do, I see it growing uh, exponentially, I, I, really fast. And uh, the more people that, that understand that, that life is, is truly beautiful and let's take our shoes off and let's ground in the grass. Let's just be present, right? So you don't want to see me with my shoes off. <laughs> Feet, huh? it's distracting bro like whoa look at those toes <laughs> put them back on as your coach trust me you want to put them the... <laughs> hey uh thanks for doing this i got one more question for you james uh look as you uh, the title of a life coach is such a um it's something someone would like oh like look up to right so when you yourself in life make mistakes or have foils and follies, how do you, uh, how do you contend with it? Like, oh man, I'm a life coach. I should know better. Mm -mm. You know, and that's, that's where the skills uh, leading with love every day, knowing that when I make a mistake, it's okay. It's okay. I make mistakes every day, but I understand now how to navigate through those thoughts. I understand how to not let those thoughts dwell inside of my brain. I know now how to uh, move those aside and pull in love and joy and kindness. So I know how to, I know how to navigate those now. And it is, my wife's been with me 16 years. 
And she was crying the other day, just, just holding my hand and saying, wow, right? How did you, how have you done this? She knows how I've done it, but to see it, you know, to see it over the years. I love myself unconditionally, whether, whether it's something I didn't, you know, I, I, dang it, I know I shouldn't have done that. Or I, you know, I, I shouldn't eat that cookie or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, it's, mm -hmm. it's about really loving yourself for forgiveness. So. Wow, that's great. It sounds like you have a good supportive wife. Sounds like you got a wife coach, huh? Is, See what uh, I did there? After her, man. <laughs> she is, she's been with me every step of the way in the early years. And yeah. Uh, yeah, she's, she's got to see the growth process. And uh, I'm super grateful for her. Super grateful for her. So Yeah. James, thank you so much for sharing with us, man. This is good. This is like, I, I didn't know much about it, life coaching and now, hopefully, people can uh, have learned through us. Leaving that with the, the guests, uh, you know, the listeners, is, is, is love yourself. Uh, it's okay to love you, and especially as a man, it's okay to love yourself. Mm, that's key. Yeah, because you think men are not, uh, we're not really encouraged to do that as much. We're, we're kind of out there, you know, we got to provide. I got to take care of my family. I got to, you know, I got to, you know, this and that, you know, I got to protect. I got to protect, which is fine, which is fine, but... But you gotta really love yourself. Love yourself. Yeah. Uh, where 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 can people find you? You know my website. It's uh, it's WP3 Primal, and then uh, I'm on Instagram. Uh, I used to, <laughs> one of my funny things. Get it up in you. Um, whether it's get it up in you, love a cup of coffee, and uh, so that's my <laughs> Instagram handle. So I make people smile because they're like, "What? Get it up in you? What does that mean?" Right? And it steps yeah. back to, you know, making a lighter side of things. And so you can get anything up in you, you know, especially love. So that's it. Yeah. Thanks for doing this, man. All right. God bless. All right, James Poole. Later.